What, what is, is wrong, wrong with you? you? My parents screamed at me. They were sweating, their eyes were red, and they looked like they would pop out of their sockets in any second. My dad took a step closer. Oh my god, he's gonna hit me, I thought. I was trapped on a huge sofa and there was absolutely no means of escape. He took another step and this time, his face was right in front of mine. I could feel his hot, angry breath right on my face and I started shaking. I shook so much that you'd have thought I just came out of an ice-cold bath. He looked into my eyes with his red eyes. It almost looked like he was going to cry. After looking at me for a few seconds, my mom laid a hand on his shoulder. Come into the room, sweetie. Let me get you a cup of lemon tea, she said, trying to calm him down. My dad shook his head and started following my mom into their room. As he got to the staircase, he shook his head once more and muttered a few words that changed my life forever. I can't even believe she's ours, he said, looking at my mom. Like this video if you really want to know what happens next. Subscribe and turn on post notifications because even more crazy stuff is about to come. I didn't really care that my parents were angry. I was only scared that they'd hit me. Once they left for their room, I went straight to the refrigerator, grabbed a huge box of pizza and started munching on it. I took it into my room, closed my massive doors and blasted on my speakers. So Wet by Pink was the first song to play. It was almost like my speakers read my mind. I sang along. My parents would have disowned me if they could hear what I was singing at that point after the massive scolding. You see, Fidelis, our neighbor's 17-year-old son, was a full brat. I gave him my phone to watch a short funny video on Facebook at school this morning, but Fidelis didn't bother telling me when he finished watching the video. Instead, he proceeded to my photos app and started viewing my photos. He found a few of my private pictures. I sent these pictures to my ex a few months ago when I still thought he was going to be my future husband. It's not what you think, it's just a few pictures of me giving pouty lips and blowing kisses at the camera. But do you know what that brat Fidelis did after finding my pictures? He forwarded it to everyone in class! I came into my classroom after using the restroom and everyone applauded me. Then Dylan started to speak. Nice pouty face, Susan! And with that, everyone started clapping and whistling again. Including full brat Fidelis and my ex-boyfriend. I decided not to give them the reaction they were hoping for, so I simply smiled, swung my hips, and replied, You better believe it is. The whistles and applause intensified. My ex-boyfriend and Fidelis looked disappointed. They were hoping to push me to tears, but I surprised them. Luckily, my pictures never got to the school authorities, so I didn't face grave consequences. I collected my phone from Fidelis without uttering a word, then retreated to my seat. I went back home and behaved like everything was alright. Once the clock played its usual 11pm alarm, I wore all black clothes and black sneakers and then sneaked into Fidelis' house. I was armed with a few nails, a bat, and some crates of eggs. When I observed that the coast was clear, I went straight to work. I punctured the car tires of everyone in the house. Fidelis, his brother, and their parents. When I was sure that all the tires were just as flat and as empty as Fidelis's brain, I took the bat and broke the window on each car. I knew they'd soon hear the ruckus and come out to see, so I had to work fast. I threw eggs into every car until I was sure that they were all drenched. Whew! I sighed. My work was almost done and nobody had come out yet. 
Now that I was done with the eggs, I could break all the remaining windows and windscreens of all of their pathetic cars. I knew they'd wake up for sure this time, but I didn't care one bit. With all of my God-given strength, I started swinging. Fidelis' parents ran out and tried to stop me, but I think they were too scared of me to approach any closer. When they saw that they couldn't get across to me without hurting themselves, they called my parents to come and help. Fidelis' parents were just like him. Chickens! Scared of a little broken glass. My parents arrived in a few short minutes, but thankfully the deed was already done. I had achieved my goal. My parents apologized to Fidelis' parents and told them that they'd punish me while dragging me and my bleeding hands into our house. This is where you met me in the story. Punish me? I thought, yeah, right. My parents had tried every punishment possible on me, but it never stopped me from going crazy whenever I got angry. I tried everything to control my temper. My parents even registered me for therapy at one point, but the therapist annoyed me on a particular day, so I got angry and set her desk on fire right there and then. I did get arrested, but I was released quickly because I'm a minor. My parents had to pay an unreasonable amount of money for the loss of clients' files that I'd caused, so they grounded me uh, for the rest of my life. I still went out a lot, though. They just didn't know about it. After classes the next day, it was lunchtime and I went to grab my usual. As I was walking to my cool girl table, a cute, scrawny-looking nerd approached me. I heard what you did to Fidelis and his family. He started. You're a psychopath. Consider registering at a mental clinic before your case gets out of control. What? What makes this nerd think he could even talk to me? Much less give his opinion on my behavior. As he tried to walk away with his tray of food, I dragged him back by his neck and threw him onto the floor. I picked up both my food and his and emptied it on his face and body. My friends stood up for my table with their trays and emptied it on him too. Be careful who you talk to. The streets aren't nice, I said before walking away with my friends. I could hear him crying and sniffling as we walked off, but it only made us laugh harder. Turns out that the scrawny dude that I embarrassed and messed up was going to become my best friend and boyfriend eventually. I didn't know it at the time, and I wouldn't have believed it if someone else had told me. When it was almost time for a Christmas vacation, our high school hosted their signature Christmas blast. It was nothing short of amazing as usual. Somehow, I got assigned to the drink-pouring committee as one of my punishments for my usual bad behavior. I heard sobs coming from the end of the hallway. I traced the sound and walked towards the noise until I found that annoying and disrespectful scrawny-looking dude again. Hey, hey, get up. I gently tapped his shoulders. What's a man like you doing crying like a two-month-old baby? I asked. He looked up and was about to talk when he got a clear view of my face. He did a double take and almost leaped backwards before saying, Why don't you just leave me alone, psycho? You guys are all the same mentally unstable kids packed in one high school. I rolled my eyes and started leaving, but I just couldn't. I went back to where he was sitting and sat down beside him. He looked more uncomfortable than I felt. What are you doing? He asked, eyes filled with disbelief. Just tell me what happened. I tried kindly, and that was when the scrawny dude, whose name was Jude apparently, started telling me the story of his life. I was trying to be a nice person, but I was already so bored. When will he finally get to the good part? I wondered. He finally did. 
Jude had been getting bullied by a group of three senior guys for years. He did their homework, ran errands for them, cleaned up their rooms, and even did their laundry. If he ever missed a day, they'd corner him and beat him up badly. Apparently, he had to spend some time with his sister in the hospital throughout last week so he couldn't work for them. This annoyed them so much that they beat him up, broke his iPhone, and even destroyed the expensive suit he was wearing. They told him that he was being a bad boy and that he needed to change as soon as possible if he didn't want to experience that every week. Wait, what? I asked, astounded. What about their parents? Don't they know what's going on? Some of them don't know. Others know, but just don't care. He replied. Well, what about your parents? Have you told them what's going on? I can't tell them about this, Susan. They already have enough to worry about. I was fuming. But hearing my name from Jude's lips felt good. It had a nice ring to it. I have a plan. I was going to release scrawny Jude from his bondage and my parents would finally feel proud that I was theirs. Jude and I came up with a plan to get those boys to confess. Jude would confront them, call them all sorts of names and say he wasn't going to do any work for them anymore, making sure to list every single chore that he had been forced to do for years. I would hide in a locker, record everything and send it to the school authorities. Our plan worked perfectly. And this was how Jude became my best friend. Unfortunately, something we couldn't foresee happened. One of those jerks had found out that I was the one who executed the plan that got them expelled and decided to leave a little gift for me before leaving school. On a dull, gloomy and rainy morning, I woke up sad and angry. Almost like I knew something bad was going to happen that day. Immediately, I got to school and I was called by the school officials. Apparently, one of those evil dudes had gotten a hold of my photos which Fidelis leaked and decided to get back at me by forwarding my indecent pictures to the school board. And guess who else? My red-eyed, head-shaking, disappointed parents. I knew I was going to be put in an orphanage at this point. There was no way my parents were going to take me home after that last straw had been pulled. I was suspended. You should know by now that I wasn't sorry. My parents didn't say anything on the ride home. I got home to see Jude waiting for us in the living room. Jude! I screamed as I ran and gave him a big hug. Where were you today? You won't believe what happened. I started narrating my ordeal to him. It's okay, Susan. I know. He gave me a sweet smile and a wink. That's exactly why I'm here. I told your parents everything. My dad finally spoke up. Jude told us you got into trouble because you were saving him from bullying. We're not happy that you decided to take pictures for wayward teenage boys, and we're hoping you never do it again. But we're really proud of you. You're a good friend, and Jude is lucky to have you. I almost shed tears. Does this mean you're happy I'm yours now? Huh? My dad asked, confused. The other day, you said you couldn't believe that I was... No! My dad cut me off. Oh my god, I'm so sorry for saying something so mean to you. I let my anger take a hold of me. Susan, you're perfect. Yes, you have some anger issues, and of course we'd like to change that. But please bear in mind that we'll always love you no matter what. My mom nodded in agreement. We all shared a hug and Jude stayed to eat dinner with us. By 9pm when Jude was ready to go, I walked him to his car. He said, resting one hand on his scrawny car. I want to tell you something, Susan. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I told him. He leaned forward and brushed his lips to mine. I'm in love with you, Susan. 
Will you do me the honor of being my girlfriend? He tried to give me a cool boy grin, but he failed. The grin was scrawny, just like him. Ew! I pushed him away. Heck no! Go home, Jude. He looked a little bit hurt, but I wasn't sorry. I was never sorry. He got into his car and sped off, as if he wanted to get as far away from me as possible. I went to my room, had a bath, and changed into my pajamas. I tried to go to bed, but I couldn't. Something was nagging at my chest. By 11pm, I snuck out of the house as usual and drove straight to Jude's house. I threw stones at his window until he noticed and came outside. Yes, I whispered. Sorry, I don't think I quite got that. He smiled. I'll be your girlfriend, Jude. Dating Jude absolutely changed me. He taught me how to control my bad temper and how to think clearly before making decisions. I stopped doing crazy things whenever I was angry, but I never stopped being a genius evil planner. Just ask Fidelis. Tell me if you've ever overreacted when angry. And what were the consequences of your actions? Did you end up feeling sorry? Hi. My name is Agatha, and I want to tell you the story of how my father tried to get me into the military academy. But before I start, please subscribe to the channel and like my videos. It all started on that day, when Rob and I were playing Mario Kart at my house. As it always happens, we completely forgot about time. What time is it? I asked worriedly. Two o'clock. Why? Oh crap, you have to go now. We had, by my count, about ten minutes. Unless, of course, Dad decided to stop at the store to get his favorite muffins. Before we could get our heads together, we heard the front door creak. Honey, I'm home. There was a look of horror on my face. Rob didn't understand anything and was about to say something, but I put my index finger to his lips. Hey! I yelled back at my dad. You're early today! I heard him turn on the TV. I whispered, leave, but be quiet. What happened? Rob also asked in a whisper. My dad hates all my boyfriends. He's also a retired officer and has guns. The kid got worried. All your boyfriends? How many of them did you have? If you're so interested, not many. You'd better worry about my dad not making a sieve out of you. He's got a real temper. Okay. Rob reluctantly agreed. I left the room and quickly made my way down the stairs. I walked up to my dad and put my arm around his shoulders. How was school? He asked, not looking away from the screen. Rob, meanwhile, was still upstairs. What an idiot! To give the boy a sign, I said loudly, Okay, just hope someone comes downstairs. What? Dad turned around and stared at me like I was crazy. I mean, the exams. I should study more. Oh, that's right. I turned my head and saw Rob walking slowly down the stairs. Can you go any slower? I thought to myself. My father was about to turn to me, but I exclaimed in time. What a kick! Nothing special. They're playing like a bunch of monkeys today. There was a rumbling sound behind me. Rob stumbled and tumbled down the stairs. I screamed. My father jumped up from his chair and quickly grabbed the bat that was always in the corner of the room. That's when Rob got really scared and realized he had to get out of the room as quickly as possible. He jumped up from the floor and ran out of the house. Dad rushed after him. Stop, you miserable thief! 
I, not wanting to be the reason Rob ends up in the hospital, yelled out to my father. Wait, he's not a thief. It's Rob. Dad stopped and looked at me. Even though he was silent, I knew exactly what he was thinking. That night, I got to hear it all. I told you not to bring guys here. In fact, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. They stick to you like flies. It's not good. And all that kind of stuff. Then dad added, If I ever see you with a boy again, I'll send you to military school. What? I was really surprised, to put it mildly. Yeah, you're a loose cannon. You need discipline. And I think I've been too easy on you. But that's ridiculous. Mom wouldn't let that happen. You leave your mother out of this. Dad went back to the TV. I slammed the door and hid in my room. That's just great. I complained loudly. Now I feel like I'm in prison. I needed someone to talk to right away. So I texted Sam. SOS, help me out. A minute later, I got a reply. What's up? I'm on a date. That's amazing. I exclaimed. There are dates and boys all around me and I need to stay away from it. It was real torture. The next day at school, I grabbed Sam's hand and took her to the bathroom. Ow, that hurt. My friend was angry, but she obediently followed me. When we went to the bathroom, I checked to see if anyone was in there. It was empty. Then I said, actually, I needed your help yesterday. I wanted to respond, but Kevin, I don't want to hear anything. My life is a nightmare. What's wrong? Nothing, except that yesterday, my dad almost beat Rob with a bat. He also told me not to go out with boys or he'll send me to the military academy. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I can't give up boys, but I'm not much of a soldier either. They'll cut my hair off. I can't handle that. What are you going to do? Actually, I wanted to ask you. I needed some good advice. Sam thought for a few minutes and then she exclaimed, Bingo! I've got it! Sam's plan was pretty simple. I needed to bring back my musical past. I used to play the piano and now I need to pretend to give lessons. Instead, I would be able to go on dates without causing much suspicion from my father. Not bad, except I'm not that good at piano. You don't have to play. Just say you were asked to help. My father fell for my story when I told him about my plans. It's a good idea, he said in his usual mentor voice. Maybe you should keep practicing because you quit so abruptly and you might make a little extra money. It's a start. I was very happy. Now it was necessary to make a schedule and assign a specific time to each guy. Adam would take Wednesday after four. That's about the time he gets off practice. And we could go to the movies. I scheduled Andrew for Friday, 5 o'clock. He promised to take me bowling. And even though I couldn't play, it should be fun. That leaves Liam. I saved Sunday for him. My only day off. We don't do anything special with Liam. Just hang around town or sit in front of a store and make up funny nicknames for people. Usually the lesson lasted an hour, but I told my dad that I managed to get the slowest students together. And they needed more time so I could stay for like three hours. I mean, have you ever seen a movie that lasts an hour? And then there's travel time and hugging. I'd have to multitask. Now it's time to tell you how it was put into practice and what happened in the end. On Wednesday, I prepared in advance. I gathered all my old music notebooks and came up with a cover-up story. What do you have today? 
My father asked me as I came down the stairs, carrying my music books under my arm and trying to cram them into my backpack as I passed him. There's a girl from China. They just arrived, and her mother wants her to take some music lessons. Hmm. Well, good luck with that. I kissed my dad on the forehead and went over to Kim's. I mean, to Adam. We were supposed to meet at the box office in the movie theater. I had to carry my backpack everywhere, but it wasn't such a high price to pay for trying to somehow avoid military school and another fight with my dad. The no dating option seemed absurd to me, and I didn't even consider it. We only live once, you know. I was a little late. Adam muttered something to himself, but I safely ignored his frustration. A respectable girl is never on time. Who told you that? I read it somewhere. The movie was lousy. Adam kept trying to make jokes, and he wasn't very good at it. We kept getting shushed, and we were asked to behave. About halfway through the movie, I said I had to go out for a minute. Okay, Adam said. I walked out of the theater and went home. The next day, Sam asked, "How was it? It could have been worse. We could have been forced out of there." Okay, first time didn't go very well. On Friday, Andrew and I went bowling. Of course, to my father, Andrew was an Andrew, and Pauline was another lost soul who wanted to learn how to play Mozart and Beethoven. Bowling turned out to be even worse than the movies. I couldn't do it at all, which made me angry. And Andrew kept saying, "I don't understand. It's so easy. You pick it up and drop it." He decided to show me how to do it and got a strike. See, it's easy. Well, if that's the case, we're not going to make it. I hate bowling in general. It's an old man's game. I took my backpack and ran. I was getting desperate. There was still Liam, but he and I were more like friends. All our communication was limited to trolling random passersby. But on Saturday, the day before we were supposed to meet, the guy texted, "I have an idea. It's a surprise." I was in anticipation of either a grandiose disaster or something really interesting. Turns out, Liam had bought two tickets to the Dolphinarium. I didn't know we had such a place. I was surprised. Yeah, we have a lot of interesting places in town. The show was amazing. The dolphins did all kinds of tricks. Jumped through hoops, juggled balls. It was much more interesting than that dull drama that Adam took me to. And bowling, Andrew's stupid initiative. I didn't notice how or when, but Liam took my hand. I looked at him and blushed slightly. That day confirmed one fundamental truth. Sooner or later, quantity converts to quality. All I had to do was survive two disappointing dates. But even now, we couldn't resist and began to observe people in the crowd and make up amusing stories about them. Look, I pointed to a man in tight white pants with lush hair, former jockey. Yeah, got hurt when he fell off a horse. Lives with his mother now, and goes shopping in his old minivan. That was a good one. So it was Liam's turn. Over there, see? He's like, he's got a menacing face, like he's ready to pounce. And that's when I saw my father. He was looking right at us, and he didn't look happy. It's time to get out of here. On the way, I explained to Liam what happened. Weird, he summed up. Yeah, I'm afraid to imagine what's waiting for me at home. But I couldn't figure it out. What my father was doing at the Dolphinarium. I expected anything: shouting, accusations of lies, threats. But when I entered the house, 
My father didn't say a word. The next day, he calmly announced that he had submitted my papers to military school. My worst nightmare was coming true. No amount of tears or persuasion had any effect on dad. I locked myself in my room and didn't want to leave. Suddenly, out of the blue, someone came to the rescue. Liam texted me, Look, I think I have a solution to your problem. I sneaked out of the house and went to the place Liam had picked. He, without any greeting, said, It's a strange coincidence. I never told you about my father, but he's the director of the military school, the one where your dad wants to send you. A glimmer of hope. I spoke to him and he said he would help you. How? I don't know, but don't worry. My father will think of something. A week later, a letter came from the academy, and much to my delight, I got a rejection. My father was shocked. He even wanted to fight with the management. But after a while, he cooled off. I told him more about Liam. I explained that it wasn't a fling, and my dad decided he'd give us a chance. So I didn't get into the military academy. That's a good thing. I would have been the worst student in the history of the institution. Have you ever been able to get out of a bad situation? Tell me about it in the comments. No, I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought, as I sat in the cave, no one would find me here for sure, except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter. And then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out. And when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain, but instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, you did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is, we're pretty well off and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her. I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims. I'm actually at university, and if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up. And I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away 
and I yelled at my mom, and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work, so there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill, and no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably won't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice-cold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No, this is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumstein songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift, 
You asked so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time. And the very next day, another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost. Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I can hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever, because he's insanely rich, and he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me. And it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together. And then one night, Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to. And I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing. And he has nowhere else to go. Because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, 
he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Do you think my mom deserved forgiveness? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and subscribe to the channel.